Hey, Ro. Well, Jane. Happy Jane. Halloween. Yeah, first of November now, though, Jane. First of November. It's winter. Last night, we couldn't have even recorded if we tried because um, town was on fire. Literally. It was horribly, horribly noisy with bangers and... It sounded like... Now, I mean, we grew up in Bray. It was similar in Bray, but not to this degree. And actually, I think it was worse this year than any other years. Maybe people are just like gone mad because they haven't been able to celebrate the past few years. But it's like, it reminded me of, you know, when you put microwave popcorn into the into the machine. Into yeah. the machine, into the microwave. Yeah. Like, and it's just constant. But it was also like big fireworks. Did you see them? Yeah, yeah. And some of them, I, we ordered pizza last night. And I went out to meet the guy and a firework went off and it, was, it sounded so close. I literally flinched. Like they I were, almost jumped into a bush. They were very close. We were trying to figure out where they're coming from. Yeah. They were very close. But I said to Andrea, I was like, is it that the noise is jumping off all the buildings? Which it probably is. Oh, so maybe. it seems like they're all around. But my dog was not having a fun time and he was so upset and we, he actually was doing okay. And then we brought him outside to go for a wee, which we just didn't think. We need to go to the toilet. Like we're in an apartment and uh, that, oh God, I love him. He was shook to bits and also what's funny about my dog is that if he was ever sick or like hurt he would come to me and kind of like cower at my feet and want me to lift him up dave now ah why because he sees you're always predisposed i think i think he just i think he's literally like roshan is gone for my life essentially Uh, no no but he definitely is he definitely is more for dave now like i it's so bad i love that dog so much you do yeah but i can't i haven't been able to connect with them because oh, I got the baby It's literally like When you know Someone has a second child And you feel stretched Between the two I'd yeah. imagine but Yeah it was, Yeah and the dad Probably has to bond more With the older child Because yeah But anyway I mean, Maybe so, it's just a case Of that he Is like ah, Do you know what I won't cla- I won't hassle her I won't hassle her Maybe 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 But also so Dave had to leave then For an hour or so And uh, I wrapped him in, And Frankie was like Where is Dave going So I wrapped him in Dave's fleece On the Aww. couch It's very cute But yeah It was very hard on the animals It is very hard on the animals Yeah Because it's literally Like like dogs in particular Need the attention Cats not so much Um, But Lola was freaking out As fireworks too Oh Well she just kind of like Every now and then And, and even though It was constant fireworks Every now and then for a specific firework, I mean, we don't we don't know the distinction. She would freak out and run to the window and like check what was there. Why are they so scared of fireworks animals? I wonder. Because it's loud noises and they've no idea what it is. Like Lola would kind of run to the window if she heard someone close a car door outside or something like that. Yeah. Because it would be like, is someone coming? Yeah. Um, and also Lola has this thing, um, and I think it's to do with the fireworks because it's only started happening recently, um, in the past couple of weeks. I have to stand with her while she eats, so. Frankie used to do that He used to bark at his food Until I stood beside him To eat it Yeah do you know why? why It's because they feel Unsafe and insecure So apparently When they're eating their food It's the most vulnerable time Because a prey No not prey A predator Yeah Could creep up behind them And their Their attention isn't no on way. them So actually They feel Better and safer If you stand with them Keeping sketch While no they eat No way There you go Oh I feel terrible now Yeah I'm like stop it Stop I know your dinner. Oh, Andrea was down on the ground Like sitting beside her Like and she just We were worried that she wasn't eating And we were but freaking out This wasn't just last night Was it The past week or two No maybe. no because Frankie always does. I think he just wants us To add tuna to it When we don't Fair Fair <laughs> actually, hindsight I don't think he's wonderful And actually Lola Is the pickiest eater ever So it's probably a mix of everything But Do I don't know what I've noticed About Halloween And this is no shade to parents Now that I'm a parent I don't even have um Halloween costume sort of Jane helped me out with DJ's costume but naturally a lot I mean all the costumes I see children wear now store bought I was just about to say I'm against store bought costumes I have not seen I saw a lot of costumes on kids over on Instagram over the weekend all bought yeah did you notice that I did 
What's the crack? I did. And look, they are very cute. There's no denying that. Just for me, my childhood, the absolute best part of Halloween was making the costumes and the crafts and everything. Yeah. I just, like, you go to the shop and buy a onesie. I'm like, I know, but it just seems like the thing now. Like, it seems like that was of our generation. It was, you have to make your costume. Like, it was unheard of for us to buy. I'd buy a mask. Only, only rich snobs would buy a costume in the 90s they were so expensive do you remember um, Hallmark on Bray Main Street occasions we occasions yeah. yeah did it change to Hallmark or something I think it might have always been Hallmark <laughs> but yeah we anyway, always call it occasions there's a shop on Bray Main Street and it had like the biggest array of costumes I'd always just go in and look at them and use it for inspiration and then yeah, make yeah. like a version of it or whatever um, but I always bought them now a mask was something obviously like I would have gotten a bot but they it would be like do you know those plastic like vampire masks or a mummy yeah. mask yeah yeah now if you got a rubber mask that was big bucks never got a you rubber know the one. plastic ones just with a little bit of elastic at the back and you'd yeah. buy them up in Queensworth yeah. or something yeah I always got one of those for like, like 20 cents the smell of the inside was so distinct awful and you'd be sweating or yeah. like the, the we talked about the before the witch's fingers with the warts the on them the witch's fingers uh, I remember going down to occasions was like I looked forward to it Same. all year and like really all we could really afford from it like it's funny because I like to think that like, oh, it was all about crafts. But really, my parents just probably couldn't afford fucking 20 pounds for a no, whatever. Like No one had fucking money in the 90s. No. Um, but I remember going down and all we could like, all I could pick out was like, I can pick two bits of like the makeup or something. So yeah. like a vampire kit or something like that for blood and stuff. Um, ah, oh, yeah, I love that. Even like buying, even just figuring out what it was going to be. And like buying like the blood even and like the smells of all the bits yeah. and the face paint and the oh I remember buying like liquid latex which was a big purchase oh, wow. for a little bottle of liquid latex and you can make the skin peel yeah um ah uh, it was just I love it and that one year we made a uh, a big uh like a stuffed man like a scarecrow <laughs> stuffed man <laughs> we made a scarecrow and propped him up outside the house and very stuff. good and my mum had a cassette tape with witches. Um, cave sounds so it was like bubbling of a cauldron oh my along. god she painted the entire our whole playroom she painted red and my dad was fuming but she got loads of lights and shit how long she painted the room red oh, she all out like went mad really it's so funny because now like her and my dad were so polar opposites but obviously worked but last night I was on the phone to my dad and I could hear the doorbell ring and I could hear Keen running so Keen doesn't trick or treat it freaks him out the bangers and all he's yeah. autistic so sensory he hates it um but I could hear Kian running to get the door just because he always does. Mm. Uh, and then my dad's like, Kian, for, for God's sakes, don't open it. Don't just leave it, Kian, leave it. And my dad's like, ah, they can feck off if they think they're getting on. I was like, dad, they're children. My parents are the Hates same. It. They were like, no, we're not doing every year. We're not doing, we're not doing, we're turning off the lights, we're turning off the lights. And then every year then I'm like, I feel terrible. You have to do it, you have to do it. And it's so funny like you know, I, know. I think it's so cute like, we got two doing on Sunday night like give the kids some sweets but also I'd be way more nervous sitting in the dark be, pretending like I wasn't there like that gives me anxiety I know I was, was they can see me what if they can see me I we ran out so me and Andrea were away for the weekend and when we came home we had nothing in the house except a couple of rogue packets of banshee bones that we bought last week with we yeah. five packets left and um we were freaking out because we were like, what if more than five children arrived? So the door arrived and we're, the door arrived, the door rang. And we we're like, fuck. And then there's only two kids. We're like, grand for three left. Anyway, and then the others. And then I had one packet left. And thank God, a kid was very cute. A kid on his own, just with his mum yeah. arrived. And I had one packet left for him. But then we closed the doors. And we're like, 
we have to turn off the lights but I was freaking out I was like Andrea they'll see me through the gap in the blind why is it so scary that if a child trick-or-treating sees you through the blind I don't want to be that dick I'd like I'd give you all the sweets if I could I just didn't have a chance you know what it reminds me do you remember that kid that used to look in the window at you not no, at Hall- no, they arrived last night they were <laughs> two of the kids not at Halloween but like <laughs> weren't you eating something out of a jar one time and he clocked eyes at you so there's two kids that live down the road and they were two of the kids that were there last night I think their grandparents live on yeah. the end of my road so they're always here playing mm. when they're visiting or whatever and they're fucking bastards they're twins they're twin boys I'd say they're probably about seven or eight yeah and they are the bossiest too. Feckers. So what they would do is they'd always bang at the window to Lola and Lola would get freaked. And then one day there I was in my kitchen in the privacy of my own home. Yes, Jane. Eating a spoonful of peanut butter off the spoon. Yes. And I look over to my right and I see the child knees up on the windowsill. The fecker. With his nose up against the window <laughs> looking in. And I all I could do... I was freaking out and shaking my fist. <laughs> shaking the spoon. I was elderly. I was shaking my fist. <laughs> so, the, the, the thoughts of you just shaking your... It was, I was so annoyed. Just like, like, I was embarrassed. I'm like, you literally saw me licking a spoon. Like He saw you in a vulnerable moment. It was that, you know, the pre-dinner, like my dinner's not going to be ready for all. I need something to Absolutely. get me through. Absolutely. And you just, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's very funny. Anyway, look, speaking of what scares you, and mine is obviously small children looking in my window, which actually sounds scarier than it is. Um, we thought we would talk about what scares us. Yeah, from a from a big philosophical point of view, but also just like things that are fucking scary. Well, and uh, um, Ro came up with this. I said, let's do something Halloween-y, and then I wanted to do ghost stories again, but we did that last year. And Ro said, what about what scares you? And that, that, struck me to my core and I was like well done bro I'm not just a feckin' milk machine with no brain cells anymore <laughs> I can think of things it was fab it was yeah. great and um, I've loads to say well we talk about our, our what scares us then first or we got loads of great ones from listeners too yeah I got a mix okay I got, uh, okay I have a lot of things that scare me but of I course. think we can both agree the number one thing like tangible thing that, that really uh, scares me that is completely rational. Oh, I know what you're going to say. Anyone you saying it, I'm going to free. I don't want to know. Death. Hate it, Jane. It scares the fucking shit out of me. Um, But, you know, I th- like to the point where I, I will, you know, I've talked about, I talked about this in the last episode where I get an awful lot of intrusive thoughts that actually really do affect my mental health. Mm. But it's, it's the, what, it's the unknown. It's like, well, what is it? Oh Jesus Jane I don't even want to talk about it Like and, and also that we will never get away from it Like we will die someday Oh no see even that And I know we did a whole episode on it And actually after the episode I remember feeling terrible Do you remember we did the whole death episode And we were like oh my god what the fuck is happening That was more around grief to be fair No didn't we do a death one as well Like just um, yeah maybe I think that was more around grief Look anyway, I'm sure we didn't feel great after we talked that about, either We talked about death anyway But like yeah There's lots of things we're scared of And you can rationalise you know you can kind of just say well that's not going to happen to me or realistically it's not, but there's no way around this yeah and it sometimes just stops me in my tracks that i'm going to die someday or that everyone's going to die someday and i can't i can't no, I, have, I, I have a really have a knot in my tummy thinking about it and i think how how will it happen oh stop God. it uh freaks me out but how i've learned to deal with it a little bit is just to tell myself that this is something i'm never ever going to be able to figure out 
There's no like what our brains doing is like over, I overthink it being like, well, what is it? Could it be like this? Could it be like this? Are you still conscious? Blah, blah, blah. Oh, God, I'm actually in hot flushes. I'm actually going, I'm actually getting anxiety talking about it. It's awful. But what is it about death? And, and it's funny because that is the theme to like that's Halloween, you know, it's a scary holiday. But like, but like Halloween is all around death. Well, I guess because that's what Halloween originally was. There's no way around it and I don't want to die. Well, do you know what's funny? Is that like, like all like Eastern philosophy is actually death is a good thing. Death is just a part of life and they don't fear it in the same way we do. And I think it's because of Hollywood movies and things like that. Um, But like death, they see death as literally it's just a, a part of life. And it's not something to be feared and it's the yeah. natural and it's not the same thing that we have in our society. But like, what is it? Why are we so scared of dying? Because Jane, your life is over. You're gone. What's happened? What the fuck? And you know, I, I guess they don't, they don't believe that they're gone. But the thing is, you know what actually gives me some sort of like happiness, not happiness. I don't know what the word is. But the thing that like I use that, that to be like, well, we're all going to die. Like the things I'm worried about now, like, you know, they're so, it gives you perspective, I think. When you're the things you get stressed about, Ro has said to me on several occasions whenever I'm really worried about something or you know worried about a awkward conversation I have to have or something like that. Ro has said on several occasions, just remember that you're both gonna die someday. And like it's terrifying, but you're just like actually this is so minor. Like who cares? Like what? Like I don't. I know. I don't. I don't know if I ever articulate that point right because it's it's kind of in my own head how it kind of calms me, even though it shouldn't. Because I know I've said it before, but for me, I'm just like, we're all going to die. Like, what's the big deal? What are we stressing about this for? Dead right. But I, I genuinely... It's a great leveler, isn't it? Yeah. And I think because I've been so obviously enthralled in, in, in newborn life that like I genuinely haven't even thought about death. Now, Dave said to the day, DJ's going to die someday. And I was like, what? I wasn't even thinking about myself. I was like, yeah. here we go. I'm just thinking about him dying someday. And then he was like, but we're going to die someday for him. Like, we're going to be his parents dying someday. Yeah. I was like, oh my God. But like... Honestly, the way I cope with it, I just do not think about it. <laughs> I put, I have not thought about death at all. I don't, I don't think about Good. it at all. I just remove my brain because if I let myself think about that on the regular, I would be an anxious mess. Well, what makes me feel nicer about it is being more open to it not being the end of life and basically just saying, you are never ever going to figure out what happens when you die. Yeah. So like, who knows? You could go fucking live in a cloud or who knows? I could come back as a cat or who knows? I'm just like, look, we haven't a fucking clue. So yeah. But anyway, death is something that's, and that's something a lot of people said. Death is scary. I don't want to. But then, then I'm also like, or there could be none of those things. And then you're just dead. You're not even conscious. So it's not like you feel it. (laughs) Yeah. But then your life is over. And that's really sad. Yeah. But you're not around to feel sad. My granddad is 99. Um, uh, yeah. Almost 99. And um, like he's always asked. He's always like, which I, he always says, right here to my age. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, definitely. But he's like not scared of death at all. Oh, yeah. This is my dad. It's funny when you talk to older, I think people who are closer to it, they're yeah. just like, well, technically closer to it. Who knows? But, um, you know, there's just there's, I think the fear reduces, which is unusual, I guess, because they've seen so many people around them die. Well, it's probably because they've lived a life as well. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, they're just like, yeah, I'm done now. I remember my grand saying like, because I think she was like the last of all her sisters, I think, to die. She had loads of siblings and she was the last of them. And uh, she was, she, I guess she saw her friends die around her and everything. She was 90 when she died. She was just like, I'm ready to go now. Like, I mean, what am I waiting for? But if you think about it, if, if peop, all the people you love are there, wherever that is or whatever it is, then 
how can you really fear it as well? Do you know what I mean? Because they're all there. They all got through it. Exactly. <laughs> well, I always laugh at what my dad said. He was like, you know, Jane, I'm not scared of death. Because when I die, I have two women up there waiting for me. And they're both still in their 40s. Oh, that is brilliant. <laughs> like, uh, it was actually one of the funniest things my dad's ever that's said. Like I was like, a, it's not wrong. That's like, should be like a, that's like a stand-up joke, isn't yeah. it? It's amazing. Still in their 40s. Still in their 40s. Oh, God. What else are you scared of? Okay, look, death. Let's just park that because I'm a bit funny. Let's park that for a second. And also let's park all the usual stuff like rejection and all those life things that we're all very scared of. Um, But in a very irrational sense, I do have some very specific phobias. Okay. Um, So this, uh, what's it... (sighs) I think I remember the name of it, but but there, I only realized that there was a name for this recently and it's called um, sub-mechanophobia. Sub-mechanophobia. Okay. Sub-mechan- anyway, could be wrong. Something similar to that. It is the fear of uh, machinery underwater. <laughs> and I'll give you an example. Oh, wow. So, for instance, I um, get very uneasy at, like, big boats, yes. right? And it's not so much the big boat that scares me. What what scares me... I always thought it was just a fear of big boats. But actually, what scares me it's is how far under the water does that right. go? Yeah. Um, so, mechanophobia. Yes, here you go. Okay, so... Mechanophobia. Uh Google this with me, please. Um, submechanophobia. But me? No, no, no. Oh. The listeners. But for an example... This is a picture of um, a submerged airplane under the water and it makes me want to vomit. Yeah, I don't love that, but I'm not scared by it. Really? Would you go up to that? No, hold on a second. You're telling, you're showing me a picture of it. Are you saying now, would I be scared to swim inside that? Well, I'm saying, how does it feel when you look at it? I mean, I'm like, oh, wow, cool. But I wouldn't want to go anywhere fucking near it. What about this uh, boat propeller under the water? Let's see. How do you feel about that? So people go Google this as you're so you know what we're talking about. Um, so it's I'm big not, machinery under the water. Yeah, I hear you, Jane. I'm just not that. Oh my god, this is a man holding onto a propeller of a of a boat under the water. Yeah, I I see where you're going with this. Does it give me any, like fear fa- fear feelings? No, it's a bit like freaky, I guess. Okay, uh, and then the other thing which is kind of linked to this is called thalassophobia. And ironically, you know how much I love a sea swim. This is the fear of uh, the ocean or large bodies of water. Uh, so, for example, um, tsunamis, let's say. Uh, but it's, it's not necessarily... Uh, but who isn't scared of tsunamis? Yeah, no, I know. But if you look out into a big ocean and you can't see the end of the ocean, you can't like see any other land mass, and would like that scare you? how deep it is and... Yeah, I hear you on the deep. Like, look at the size of this wave. So now I'm looking up thalassophobia. No, it's, the waves don't scare me. Okay, it's not so much waves. I can't even... Like, look at the size of that mm, boat. Yeah. Okay, so look, large bodies of water. You don't know how deep they are. Um, Big waves really freaks me out. And I think, again, tied to death... It's the fear of the unknown of like what's in there. What's underneath? What's underneath? So if you notice, I do love my sea swims. I never go into my depth. No, I no, I'd be there with you though. But that I hate the idea of I don't know where my now that my fear is similar water base as well, like seaweed and the seabed. <laughs> okay, yeah. Look, I'm very now. This is not a phobia. I'm not like I obviously ha- can swim and see seaweed. And I'm not like whatever. And I've t- I think I've talked in the podcast before about how I jumped on a man's 
a random man's back before because no, you didn't seaweed, tell me that. seaweed and fish um i was in italy and there was I, I think it was just i think it was a fish and i jumped <laughs> on this old italian man's back oh how old were you i was like an adult yeah yeah i wasn't child um me and dave went uh is this when you went to sardinia that was no no that, that was not time because dave would, i could jump on dave's back <laughs> i wasn't with dave um this was when we were in South Africa and we went diving with, not diving, well, we go into a cage and there's a great white shark, right? So the cage lowers into the water. See, I would not be into that. And yeah. the great white shark comes back and it's fucking amazing and it was unbelievable. But this is hilarious how scared I am of fish because I was in the cage, a great white shark. Like, Jane, I can't describe how long the shark was. The length of your kitchen, longer. No, they're not that big. They're, they're, yes, they are, Jane. Great white sharks are not that big. From nose to the bottom of the tail absolutely she she was it was a female she was way bigger than the boat okay she was huge jane okay i just i don't think it's as big as this as long it was. i spend a lot of time looking at the scale of humans to fish i know it's another weird thing i love what looks good <laughs> it's it's significantly smaller than a whale oh it's smaller than a whale but jane no i'm telling you it was the length of the boat okay go on because that was etched in my memory it goes the length of the boat well i don't know how long the boat was <laughs> it's a big boat there's like loads of us on it um and it's beady eye just looking at you. Um, but anyway, this great white shark was going by and a fish came into the cage and I'm like, oh, get me out, 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 get me out. I fucking want to get out of here. And everyone's like, oh my God, she's scared of the tiny fish. So fish, I'm very, very frightened of, but I'm learning to get over it, but not, I'm not great with fish and seaweed and anything on the seabed. Like those little shoes you get for the water are great for me because I'm like, yeah. oh God, but like slime. You know the way you see these fucking people who can go into like lakes and rivers and are walking on slimy weird you know not like weird you know in lakes and rivers where it's even weirder like surface like yeah. very slimy see that wouldn't bother me oh really uh, you know in lockdown if you ever go swimming in lockdown yeah. and everyone's like just walking along and it's like what is this that we're standing on well like it reminds me of like going to Clara Lara as a kid like so I, ha- I hate that I hated <laughs> it I hated the bottom of it all of Clara slimy, Lara yeah and it's also I think murkier than the sea I had to wear shoes in Clara Lara I couldn't cope well, I used to. Oh, you! I used to wear shoes. I used to wear little sandals, sandals and Clara jelly, like, jelly shoes. And yeah, the, yeah, uh, the jelly shoes. Yeah, not sandals. Um, I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. I see. For me, it's I'm, I take that over like treading look, water and not being able to feel the ground. No, it's it's not even that. It's just not knowing what's underneath me. Like I used to get scared in the bath because I used to imagine what if a shark just came up and got me. Like. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> or like giant bodies of water and looking off into the like what's under there like there could be bodies in there like you know <laughs> like I've, uh, uh. Um, my dad used to have to carry me out beyond the seaweed you know the way there's usually like a section of it and I just couldn't like when I was a child I couldn't swim if there's any seaweed around me I used to say I didn't like it either but I used to say um, that I was allergic to seaweed but like I'd say this to adults I said the exact same like, thing did you I'm allergic I know to I'm allergic and like I'd say to like my mum or whatever she'd be like oh, yeah alright like, <laughs> yeah I know everything you're allergic to seaweed is not one of them like your mom wouldn't know more than anyone but like just nothing would be said I don't like seaweed now I hate when you're at sea point and I guess it's like lowish tide yeah the brown stuff and all the brown stuff <laughs> just no I hate it. it and then you wade through it it's fucking awful um there are two things. You know what else fucking freaks the shit out of me? Well, look, we're talking about death, but in a very irrational way. Um, zombies, ghosts. I mean, mm. I'm so fascinated by zombies and ghosts and vampires and all that stuff. But like... Hold on. Uh, zombies? 
Oh yeah, like like corpses. But do you think like, the zombies exist? No, but I'm just saying like like anything. <laughs> I was gonna say, hold on a second here. No, dead bodies. Like if like sometimes I have had irrational thoughts of like being at a wake and like what if the body just got up and started attacking people? Everybody has that at the. F- well, sorry, no, not attacking. Okay, attacking people. Well, right. maybe not even attacking people, but just. Yeah, sitting of up, course. Like, I think everyone that looks at a dead body just imagines them going, Bleh. yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> arms awful. out. Oh, God, being buried the alive. You give them a kiss in the cheeks. Oh, go, oh. No, 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 no. Uh, no, I'm really bad at wakes. I, I wouldn't be able to touch the body. Or I'm anything. not great at touching the body either. No, in fact, I've never touched. Well, I, I touched my mum, but minutes after she died, but wouldn't in a coffin situation. Apparently, though, when it's like you're someone you're very close with, that like that, like you do, you literally like you'd lie beside them, like, and you would. My uncle as well I was very close to my uncle When I saw him in the comic I just didn't recognise him Like I get the feeling of like um, It's a shell Yeah I remember like Going to wake And seeing my parents Like just like Going over and like Kissing the body And like hands Like really rubbing hands And I was always like Oh my god I think that might be A generational thing too Because I remember Like you know at, Like different funerals I've been at And you know People will just hold the hands And things like that And I'm like wow Look at them It's so ballsy I couldn't I can't I don't want to feel the coldness No I, I didn't even go into the Funeral home to see my mum I just didn't My brothers went in And everything I just couldn't Ah oh, you're so young though I was eight But like I still Yeah eight Yeah But I'm like I don't want to see my mum In the coffin Um, But what used to freak The fucking shit out of me Shout out to my brothers Aiden and Connor Whenever we were kids And we were going to visit Someone's grave Like this would have been Long before my mum died So I would have been like Maybe three or four and yeah. I still remember it so well going to visit some relative's grave I don't know uh, we would walk through whatever graveyard it was I think it was Dean's Grange it might have been my granddad's graveyard and there was quite old um, graves where you know when they have like the concrete over it mm. um, but like the concrete would be cracked like it would be so old yeah. and a bit of it would have caved in and my brothers would tell me that if you look peek in there you'll see the dead body and I'm like no because the body's still buried underneath yeah, the grave yeah but you'd still be like I had no idea yeah of course I was I, my, my, everyone you said it to me as well and I just think that though shook every time you're in an old graveyard and still now Jane I'm like oh my god there's bodies under here I'm not well yeah sometimes like I can't walk on a grave I get really freaked no because I'm because honestly I wish I could say I got freaked because it's like a respect thing but no I get freaked that the hand is going to come and grab my leg absolutely 100% um, I used to be very very frightened of uh, Michael Jackson's thrillers I'd have to leave the room crying and like wait until it was over well wait till you hear this Jane go on so my dad's 40th I'm 32, my dad is 68. Do the math, what age would I have been? Oh God. Um, so it my, would have been 30 years ago, almost. Wait, what? 20? My dad. Yeah, is, 28 years ago. So I was four. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So because so I, I remember this, I was like thinking I can't have been two. Um, and my dad was having a fancy dress party for his 40th. And obviously in, my, in, like, in our home. And I was obviously in bed, just gas, like me and my brother and sister are all in bed. All this like raging party was going on. Like yeah. it's gas to think about all things. I always woke up and went down to the party. Um, but I woke up being like, nah, dad, mom, what's happening? Like all the noise. Like I don't think anything was going on. And who's standing outside my bedroom door? Michael Jackson mask. Fuck off. From Thriller. Fuck off. Who was it? it was my uncle. My uncle Leo. Fuck's sake. I, to say I shat the bed, no, I didn't actually shit the bed. I was 
absolutely terrified. That's such a mean. And it was thing this rubber. What? It was this rubber. I know the one you're thinking that, of. Like it goes over the whole head. Yeah, I know the one. And I of. was just like, what? The With the real fuck? hair. Yeah, horrific. Oh my god, Standing that's so mean. And I think it was just drunk and was just like, yeah, okay, Roshi, and just didn't think. And then I knew I was up for the rest of the night at the party, having a great time. But <laughs> to this day, I was just like, I was so terrified. Apparently, I was distraught. That's horrendous. Imagine how hammered they all were trying to like comfort a four-year-old. Like, I had uh, a actually. There's another fear. Seeing your parents drunk. Do you ever remember seeing your parents drunk? And it was like, this is the weirdest thing. Who are you? Uh, not really. My my parents used to have like dinner parties and stuff, but I I don't remember ever seeing them. But, like, but I, I wouldn't like, have known. Like, we're coming home from the pub, even like not drunk. Sorry, just merry. And you're just like, oh my god, they're so I different. Probably, see, I probably wouldn't have even known that they were dr- drunk. Like, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I always did. Not even like one or two drinks, whatever, and they'd come, I'd come out from the pub or something, and I'd be like, "You're different." I oh, know, I don't remember that at all. <laughs> You're so happy, and I'm sorry, they're always happy. But you know what I mean? I I do remember that. Just parents drinking, being like, "Not sorry, making my parents drink a lot." They didn't, but you know, I just always have a memory of like, God. I remember parallel around adult parties though, and my parents would have dinner parties and stuff, and like I must have been causing such a nuisance. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, you know, they're like, bed, like kids, like go to bed, but I'd be barreling around. I'd be like trying to chat to everyone, stealing the after eights. <laughs> I love that you barreling around. Yeah. Um, anyway, but we had take a look at what some of you guys are scared of. Yeah. Because uh, I, look, I'm scared of a lot of things. I'd say uh, I'd, I'll relate to a lot of them. This Full is, disclosure: I haven't even looked at them until this moment. This is very freaky. Uh, someone said my niece's friend who lives in their house that they call Mister Nobody. Oh, fuck off Fuck no. off with that Oh a few people said climate change Yeah well, Is it a fear of mine I'm like god that's, It's a worry A worry Yeah it's a worry It's not a fear But a few people said it that, That's a fear what, that, That's what they're scared of Yeah if I think about it too hard I'm sure I could be scared about it But I mean Again I kind of just uh, I'm extremely worried about it it does I do think about it quite often But it's not one of those Gives me Gives me scary gives me feelings sweats. Yeah yeah I'm sure if I watch But I mean it, It's great to hear That people are scared of it Because Scary shit you know Someone said Now I don't know If this happened to her Because she said Unplanned pregnancy At 23 in college I'm like That's very specific Are you scared of that happening Or did it happen Oh good point Um, I can understand that though But why would she say So specific at 23 in college Maybe that's where she's like, now Yeah exactly yeah Oh <laughs> Not at that point Yeah I was thinking she's 19 And she's thinking What if I get pregnant at 23 mm-hmm. um, Unplanned Yeah that was That was definitely a fear Someone said something. Oh, there's the bangers now. There's the bangers. I don't yeah. have enough. Um, someone and I'd say a lot of people feel this way. Never meeting a partner in life who I feel totally compatible with and settling for someone. A few people just said not meeting someone in general as well, and I can I could understand that because like, I feel like that is a fear because it's so out of your control as well, which is hard. But I do think that no matter who you end up with, even the most perfect person in the whole world, I think. At some point, you're always going to have the feeling of like, what if my life went a different way? What if I met someone else? Like, yeah, like I think that at some point in your relationship, that's going to pop up, whether it be now or when you're 50. I more so mean the the fear that people have that they're not going to meet anyone. They're not going to meet somebody. And I think that's scary. I'll I'll say I get that. Mm. But then I also say like you could then meet someone and then just have a constant fear of breaking up. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I mean. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like it's what can so you I do? had a fear and I wouldn't say the fear, but like I, I, more of a worry that I was like, I'm never gonna have a baby. Because I just felt like me and David together so long and that like when you, sometimes when you're with someone so long and you kinda can't ever see you just stepping into that next 
chapter. Yeah, I guess you. you've just been to get you've just been Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. I don't know why the length of the relationship matters, but in my head it does for some He's reason. It's like, it's just it. Because we were together since we were quite young, like early 20s, like just transitioning into like parents. I just felt like it was a huge step for, for anyone. But I always just felt like, how are we going to? I just couldn't see us. I couldn't see us getting there. I couldn't see us trying to have a baby. I couldn't see any of that. And here I am. Well, here you go. Um, Can I say one? There's a good one here because it's exactly what I was talking about earlier. Uh, someone said, telling your boss you're quitting. And that was one of the situations where you told me, just remember, you're both going to die. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, thanks. But I was sweating. I was, I, I totally feel you. A girl called Roisin. I totally feel you. Because I remember overthinking right down to the minute detail yeah. of like, how am I going to ask him? Can I speak to him? Oh, God. Privately, you know. That gives me, it just gives me the fear. I was in my to... head. I was like, I have to send him an email, but he's sitting next to me. Like, I, like, oh. it was awful. Um, look, it just has, it's one of those things that you just can't really And I, I've had loads of people quit to me, like yeah. come to me because they're quitting um, or telling me they're quitting. And so I've been on the other side of it and I can see how I would like to say that I would like to think that I'm a very approachable boss and I can see how nervous they are. Yeah. And they're just shitting it to be like, Look, and there's always a small talk at the beginning, and you're like, "Yeah, get on, and that's matter with that client." And they're like, "Look, yeah, I'm, I'm, and I, I'm really sorry." And you're just like, and I'm always like, "It's grand," even though inside I'm devastated. I'm like, "Don't worry, just it's fine." But um, I often think about that. Awful. When the time comes, the nerve wracking. But then you're like, "It's work. It's work. Who cares? It's work." I know, but it's just a very it's yeah. a, I don't know why. Vulnerable. I want to do more digging in my head of why it is so awful. Do you know what I think it is? What I think it's. Our innate desire to not make someone else uncomfortable. So yeah. I think it's actually not because we're embarrassed to be quitting. We're happy to be quitting. We're going somewhere better. We're probably empowered. We're made the right decision. I think it's because you feel like you're going to make the other person feel really uncomfortable by telling them you're quitting. Well, yeah. and Well, it's more for me that I'm like, I feel like I'm going to be letting them down. And that. Yeah. Like I in like, oh, I know I have all this work and responsibility, but you're going to find someone else to do yeah. it. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm putting them out. Yeah, which is so stupid. Like awful. Well, I remember I did quit once, and my manager just said, "Oh, shit!" <laughs> like I could see the cogs turning, and him. At first, he was like, "Oh, that's okay," you know. Yeah. Happy for you, blah, blah. and then I could see the cogs turning, and of all the work that was coming, it was particularly stressful. A couple of months yeah. coming up. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, I'm sorry." <laughs> uh, he was great about it. Like, yeah. He's, he's I'm, I'm always like, no. I'm happy for you but no I know like fuck but look I'm, I mean I'm, do you know how fucked I am now because you're leaving no no don't lads never be scared of quitting um, somebody said this is interesting I've never thought about this but valid My cre- that my creativity will run out and I'll become boring as I get older and slip into a mundane life that's fair yeah I've never thought about that but like god yeah yeah I, I, fe- I feel that but I'm like what is a mundane life it mightn't be mundane to you at that point you know what I mean like I think often people get that thing of like like sometimes I think about it like like if I look at myself two or three years ago I was like oh, I'd never move back to Bray I wouldn't move back to Bray and then just have a fucking like suburban life oh like, and now I totally I'm like yeah maybe I will go to Bray yeah but now so that would have been like no I would live in town and I want to do this but now as I'm a bit older I'm like actually that seems lovely so I challenge you maybe okay the creativity is one thing whatever put a pin in that but I think if you're doing it, it probably isn't mundane to you at the time. Totally. And like, maybe you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 
if you're, you're not living, gonna if you're living in it you're not gonna be like this is so mundane this is so boring I'm I want tra- to do something else like you just change something about it exactly you? yeah you're just like, god my life is so mundane I'm just gonna keep plodding on through it exactly well, I guess we um, someone said uncertainty of the future and rejection yeah well look I, I mean do you know what's worse than uncertainty of the future certainty of the future oh my god sorry I got sidetracked I was reading one that's brilliant I just said such a clanger sorry say it again Jane sorry said, I'm sorry someone said uncertainty of the future and I said the oh. only thing worse is certainty of the future can you imagine knowing exactly everything that's going to happen no that'd be horrific it'd be horrible so embrace that uncertainty that's great sorry Jane that was a real mic drop moment thank I, you like and one, you were fucking in your phone because I read one that <laughs> it's actually nowhere near as like uh, deep as that but um, someone said my private whatsapp setting up online due to a hack <laughs> And me or me or my being involved in a criminal investigation. Now I don't know if she means. Now the same person said fear of being audited. Something, <laughs> there's something going on with this girl and like her. What? What? Maybe she's taking those spam calls a bit too seriously. What kind of dealings is she doing? In the You're background? being investigated for money laundering what and drug trafficking. Now I want to audit her. Could you send us a few screen grabs? Yeah. Um, oh, someone. This is very sad. You know what someone said? What? Love. Yeah. Um, okay here's one I, I want to say as well because someone said coming out to my parents and that actually hit me in the little gut of course it's hard um, I don't know what situation I don't know what your situation is I don't know how old you are I don't know when you came out I assume you're out to friends I, I don't know uh, I will say it took me I knew I was gay long before I ever told my dad um, years in fact I didn't tell my dad until my early 20s and I'd known since I was like 15 or something yeah. Uh it's so hard. It's so hard. I luckily was a bit drunk and it, it, I think I've told the story before. It's yeah. Whatever. Listen to all episodes. But I will say that when you do it, it's never as worse. Look, again, I don't know what your parents are like, mm. but it's awkward for a while and it, and it took my dad a little while to get it. Mm-hmm. And now, like, he loves Andrea. Like, yeah. you know, it's like for a while he was still calling Andrea my buddy and stuff like that. But now... He, Andrea's his daughter. Like, you know what he said? He said, actually, he said, um, he said, yeah, that's what it was. He was like, you know, I wasn't sure. And like, but sure, you're now my two daughters. And it was just like, that's so sweet from someone who didn't understand at the beginning. So what I would say to you is, don't force yourself. You'll get there and it will happen and be patient with them. And it'll be fine. Because you were able to do it with your dad and you would say your dad as like is not was not someone who would have been totally open about oh no he's staunch catholic so now if he yeah exactly he would worry for my immortal soul like yeah and now he's saying my two daughters so like that just goes to show you like with a bit of time and how it can turn around um this is where is it hold on oh yeah this is very um interesting scared that if i come to terms with my dad's death i'll feel less close to him oh wow like forgetting the memory if it come to terms with his death I presume if you accept it accept it and kind of just probably accept that he's gone accept that he's gone I'm feeling less close to him in that way that's really sad I, I, from my I'd be like of course you wouldn't I, but I neither of my parents have died so I don't know like can, can you relate to that in any way or see I, I think I, sometimes I still get waves of I can't believe she's gone like yeah. I can't believe she hasn't seen me grow up and stuff you know it is always hard I don't know. Look, honestly, I believe that I don't know what is after this world, but I do feel her with me sometimes. And whether it's, you know, nothing or whether it's only my feel, whether it's or whether it actually is her, I don't know. But that really yeah. helps me 
So I've actually, as I get older, I feel closer than, to her than ever. Yeah. Because I know I'm an adult and I'm experiencing things that she might have experienced and I kind of understand her life a bit more. Yeah. Um. So yeah, look, I mean, I don't think you're going to lose the connection with your dad if you accept that he's dead. Yeah. Because I... I I believe they are still around in some capacity, even if they're just living through you, you're the same blood. I don't know. Yeah. That's, that helps me. I'm not, and I'm not like, oh, but I'll see her again someday. I'm like, but I genuinely feel like, you know, what do they say? Uh, a life ends, but a relationship doesn't. Yeah. You can still and have I, a relationship with your dad. And I guess you might, once you go into the acceptance phase of it, it's like, there could be an opportunity. Like you're not looking at it through like a really grief stricken lens anymore. Yeah. It's more just like an acceptance, but they're still there and maybe there's a bit of clarity there as well. You know what I mean? That's actually a really nice way so to look at it. So could even be better. Yeah. I yeah. don't know. As I said, I, don't, I can't, like, I, I don't know how it must feel, but I can imagine that when you're in the real grief part of it, like, it's just so, you're just so sad. Yeah. But maybe when you come out of that fog a little bit, you can still connect in a different way and that's still powerful. You can, and that's actually lovely to look at. But I will say, you know, I don't even think that you necessarily come out of Grief. Like 23 years later, I still yeah, get in the course. throes of it. But then there's times when I know she's not here, but I'm in my head, I'm still talking to her. But how could you ever come to terms with death? Like, we're back to death, and I don't want to be, but we are. But like, how are you? Because we don't understand it. That person's just gone. How are you ever meant to, like, you never get over it? You'd never just, it's like, you're just learning to live with the fact that they're not there anymore. But as you say, of course, you have so many moments of like, like I don't like anyone I know who's died. I'm still like they're dead. Yeah, all the time. Yeah, I can't get my head around death at all. Let alone for someone really, really close to me. So I, I don't think you're ever going to be. I don't know. I just like to think of it as like they've gone on to the next thing. Yeah, whatever that is. We're we're just still here. Yeah, but I can I can I what I'm saying is I think still think it's normal to be like what I know. She's and not it's here. funny because like I like I talk about this in therapy, of course, but not even in this context of death, but anything. It's like. Like animals in the forest don't like sit around thinking. So what was one example was, let's say you're a deer and you get attacked by a fucking fox or something. Yeah. You don't sit around thinking, Jesus Christ, I just got attacked. Oh my God, am I all right? Yeah, terrible. Oh my God, what if he comes back? What if you don't, you just fucking ruin your leg. <laughs> like we overthink everything. A fox isn't thinking, oh my God, what is death? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Anyway, off on a tangent, I will say that's that's very hard and I hope your grief journey is okay. Um and therapy is great. Um this one I don't really understand. Um Crabs C and Genital. Yeah, crabs. And oh, okay. Separate Sorry, in the C and okay. Uh death or dying, dying young. Getting old is another one. I'm not scared of getting old. I'm scared of getting old and dying. I'm not scared of aging necessarily. Uh, I'm scared of dying. Yeah, aging, no. Me either. No, no, no. Um, Look, maybe will we do two more? Yeah. Okay, here's one because I have a story about it. Someone said ducks, swans and seagulls. I get that. It's a lot of birds. I had a moment today, Ro. Okay. I was driving up uh, Howard's Cross Bridge. Mm-hmm. I had to drop Andrea to her physio appointment at 10 o'clock this morning. And on the bridge, on Harold's Cross Bridge, what was it? A swan. Just sitting in the middle of the road, blocking all the traffic. Just <laughs> chilling. I thought he was injured. I was thinking, is he injured? But he seemed fine. But like, I'm sure he wasn't if he wasn't flying yeah. away. Uh, but I was quite intimidated because then he got up and started walking towards the car and doing the flapping and all. And I was a bit, 
like freaks but I think they're so beautiful but quite frightening oh I'm terrified I'm especially going I'm going past with a buggy now I'm like Jesus Christ yeah they can just actually I got bitten by one once down yeah. by the seafront oh feckers yeah I still have a little scar actually um, okay well, this is the last one before we say goodbye um, seeing friends progress and getting left behind yeah I mean that's tough that's scary I mean I don't have that however I know that it's a massive thing for a lot of people uh, whether it comes to either work or starting a family or relationships mm. or whatever like I know a lot of our friends that are really freaked out about that yeah they're, are people just doing are people just getting married now or are people having babies now what the fuck oh, yeah I mean I just kind of like well I just stay in my own lane and whatever like I don't really think yeah. too much about the, but, but yeah especially I can understand with the likes of career and stuff yeah but then you know I always think like well like I'm uh, doing well in my career quote unquote I'm stable and I'm yeah progressing that and I but like what if I want to change career in three years time and then I start from the beginning so I don't really think about that when I compare it to other people because I'm like well that's good they could hate their job you know yeah that's good I think no I can yeah I, I've definitely been there where I'm seeing other people progress in different ways not necessarily work but as you say maybe it was like more life stuff and I can see why it's it wouldn't have been a fear of mine though but it depends like this person we don't know where this person exactly. could be going back to college and everyone is in full-time jobs for 10 years Completely and fair. they're feeling like oh i'm so far behind especially let's say if we talk about the career thing especially like that there's a, that ties in with money a lot as well like you know that episode of friends where like three of the gang are struggling and three of the gang are on good good money and they go out for dinner yeah it's like that it's like well joey's an actor he has fucking nothing yeah. phoebe is god knows what she does and rachel was a waitress so I just think it's interesting because that does happen. It's like, well, if all your friends are going out for cocktails at 12 quid a pop and you can't go or you feel yeah, like I get like, feel, yeah. like there's a lot of stuff that ties up in that. Yeah. Um, look, it's hard. Uh, anyway, <laughs> Jesus Christ, I'm feeling a bit shook now. After I'm feeling a bit shook. All that death talk. Um, all that there death. Are the stuff that scares us and scares you. Thanks for submitting your fears yeah. and writing them down. And uh, we let us know what you dressed up as for Halloween because um, I didn't get a lot. Of, I didn't. I wasn't really keeping up with my Instagram stories. I was. I was breastfeeding at three o'clock in the morning, seeing every dog and devil because it coincided with like obviously clubs being back. Oh no, they've been back a while. But um, of course, yeah. Oh, actually, while we're here, can I just say a uh, big congratulations to my lovely cousin Jill? I know she listens to the podcast. Congratulations! Well, she's probably not listening now. She's probably in the height of her honeymoon. Is she? Height of the honeymoon. Jill married her her uh, fella of like thirteen years or something. Wow! Uh, over the weekend in a deadly wedding uh, down in West Cork, and uh, I'm telling like it was a hallow it was a hallow wedding. Um, which I didn't realize that that was my dream to have a Halloween wedding. But the minute I you showed when you saw the, pi- the when you showed me the poster when I saw it on Instagram, I was like, oh right, that that's Jane's dream wedding. Yeah, it's my dream wedding. So Jill, I'm sorry. I hope you don't mind me stealing your. You theme. have to have a Halloween wedding. I know, and it was and it was great crack. Um, so anyway, I just want to say congratulations. Yeah, it's, congratulations, congratulations, amazing. Um, but yeah, I mean, Jane, you have to do that. I have to do it. There's so no, because no, Jill saws. It's happening. Saws, yeah, it's happening. Yeah, it's happening. <laughs> Um, so yeah congrats uh, okay well thanks for listening lads yeah thanks for listening and if you want to hear us more become a patron that's where the crack is yeah in fact we're going to go record a shy talk right now where I'm going to tell Ro a, a story that I've been keeping from her all week oh saving my god because it it's a doozy okay okay bye okay, bye <laughs>